from the New York Post opinion piece how Congress is pushing for our schools to teach racialist anti-Americanism. This is season two of the WR Podcast. Let freedom ring. More insightful, more delightful, and more punk rock attitude. With your host, Will Ramos. Congress has been busy introducing bills supposedly to improve American civics education, but really to stoke anti-American neo-racism. In classic top fashion and with titles such as the Civics Learning Act, these federal initiatives would impose identity politics on all American schools with things like critical race theory. CRT, a pseudo-pedagogy obsessed with skin color and perfect for fomenting racial discord. Hmm. CRT teaches that America was founded on racial bigotry and that slavery and racial oppression are the nation's leading characteristics and that all so-called white people are to blame while all so-called People of color are their victims. My name is Victimhood. I was born of an illicit liaison between justice and need. When it came to victims, my father defended them, but my mother fabricated and glorified them. As a child, I found the louder I cried, the more attention I received. Attention was nice, but what I really wanted was power, and I set out to find it. At first, I hunted tragedy, tragedy that struck victims without warning. Some victims stayed with me, decayed with me, making tragedy the great central drama of their lives. Others left. I had competition, the so-called virtues. Optimism, self-esteem, pride, and worst of all, gratitude. Those who followed them survived and thrived. Worse, with the advance of capitalism, scientific and medical breakthroughs, mass production of the basic necessities of life, a rising standard of living for all, tragedy became all too rare. I needed a bigger market, a better plan. That's when I met collectivism, and he told me about great thinkers, like Karl Marx, who grouped people into classes, pitting one against the other. Exploiters and exploited, oppressors and oppressed, victors and victims. This gave me an idea. Turn grief into grievance. Find someone to resent, to blame, and to pay. I gave them each a card. This is your identity, your map, your IOU, which was really a they owe you. Cash it in for all kinds of benefits. Welfare, quotas, subsidies. Paid for by whom? Oh, the 
rich, of course. The happy, productive achievers. The men and women of, well, ability. The greater their ability, the greater their social justice obligation. The irony is, they fell for it. They gave me their sanction. But there was one person who did not agree. Her name was Ayn Rand. She fought back. She wrote books like The Fountainhead and Atlas Shrugged, where men of ability refused to sacrifice themselves at my altar, pursuing their own happiness. Selfish, don't you think? And too much hard work. Instead, I offer a safe place, entitlement, and the power to silence anyone who disagrees. The great thing is there's more than one way to play the victim card. There are many grievances. Collect them all. You'll never be a victor, but you can always be a victim. Congress uses money to try to impose its will by offering millions in grants to schools that will use CRT and focus on current political controversies sure to criticize America rather than study it. Worse, these grants allow schools to give course credit for political protests putting left-wing activism on par with factual knowledge. Aye. In response, the National Association uh, In response, the National Association of Scholars has launched a new civics alliance to fight for real civics education focused on dates and documents, not racialist anti-Americanism. Everyone knows that Americans lack some basic knowledge of their own governments and history. I didn't write that and I think it's an insult. Most cannot name the three branches of government, cannot identify fundamental documents such as the Declaration of Independence, and cannot date the Revolutionary War, much less the Civil War. This is also true of highly credentialed individuals, such as college graduates and PhD candidates. Unfortunately, many actual students lose knowledge during college, not just in history, but also in math and writing. Every level of American education bears some form of responsibility for this state of affairs, but it's obviously the answer to such ignorance. It's not activism by whatever name, but a focus on events, dates, documents, and basic historical figures. The NAS Civics Alliance opposes all politicking and partnership in the classroom, which should remain a place to transmit knowledge and encourage thought, not activism. And every educational level should install the constitutional values of our Bill of Rights, especially that we have natural rights and liberties that any legitimate government must respect. Now, for the darker chapters of American history, including commercial slave trade, the Trail of Tears, and the eugenics of forced sterilization for the disabled, real civics education should introduce them when appropriate, when they can be understood, 
and in historical content. Did most nations and peoples engage in these behaviors at the time? When and why were these practices eventually denounced and abandoned? Do they still exist anywhere today? The natural result of real civics education is love of country and appreciation of one's heritage, notwithstanding real historical sins. Like individuals, nations are never perfect and should be judged by their ideals, efforts, and complete record, not just for their crimes. Most Americans sense that their country is a good and decent place. They can see that millions are literally dying to live here. A real civics education will give them the understanding of why this is so. NAS also urges caution for any civics initiative that wades away from dates and documents or partners with groups responsible for the current mess. A decade ago, radical Educrats included conservatives in their development of the Common Core. Another another so-called educational initiative that promoted politics instead of learning. That partnership gave rise to today's ignorance. Those who choose to see America as irredeemable racist and work to change almost everything about it its form of government, its moral heritage, its language, and its people obviously dislike America. And just as obviously, they are not on the same team as those who love it. Pretending otherwise is not only a fool's errand, but a death sentence for real civics education. That was a piece by Teresa R. Manning, which is the policy director at the National Association of Scholars and a former law professor at Scalia Law School, George Manson University. Those supporting the NAS effort can find out more at www.nas.org. Love it, leave it, warts and all, America is the best. You can't erase history. If you erase history, how can you learn from the past? Stop crying victimhood. And if things go array, things go wrong, you fix it. You work to fix it. You don't destroy your country. You don't destroy where we all live. Because no matter what you say, this is the best country in the world. Until next time, the WR Podcast video. This is season two of the WR Podcast. Let freedom ring. More insightful, more delightful, and more punk rock attitude. With your host, Will Ramos. Record. The same thing, right? Record.